Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. When we look in the mirror, most of us see some room for improvement. When we look at our careers, most of us see some room for improvement. Very few of us are able to improve our appearance and our career at the same time. My guests on Out to Lunch today are exceptions to that rule. Lindsay Lamba was a successful executive in the technology world in Seattle. Lindsay was director of a company called Techstars and a consultant to Microsoft. The lifestyle brought with it a lot of travel, long hours, and poor diet. All of that stress resulted in Lindsay suffering with skin issues. When she couldn't find any traditional medication that worked, Lindsay made her own. That's how Aria Apothecary was born. Lindsay Lamba now lives in New Orleans and makes products with names like Anti-Aging Lavender Face Serum and Refreshing Rosewater Facial Mist. Lindsay, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Mark Berger is the kind of overachiever who makes regular overachievers look like couch potatoes. It would take me half the show to list everything he's involved in, but principally among them, Mark is the co-owner of the fitness studio's Higher Power in Mid-City and Downtown. Higher Power specializes in a unique workout where East meets West. It's a combination of cycling, yoga, and TRX. TRX is a machine-based resistance training that was originally developed by the Navy SEALs. Mark is also national fitness and running ambassador for the athletic clothing line, Lululemon, and promotes running races, including the Gleason Classic here in New Orleans. Mark, welcome to Out to Lunch. How's it going? Good, good. They, now, Mark, New Orleans is a city that has a reputation for partying, drinking, eating, and late-night music. Uh, the reputation is well-deserved, and we're proud of it. But we're seeing an enormous change in our attitude towards balancing the fun with better health. It used to be that Maybe you knew somebody who went to the New Orleans Athletic Club or the JCC gym occasionally. Now we have what can only be described as a boom in workout styles and studios from CrossFit to yoga. You're from New Orleans. You grew up here. You went to LSU. You were a founder of Varsity Sports. And now you're one of the creators of this boom. How have you taken a population who celebrated sloth for generations and successfully marketed this new lifestyle? Well, I used to be part of that sloth. Oh, um, wow. That's great. I was probably 20, 30 pounds heavier at one point. Um, I did marketing and public relations for Anheuser-Busch getting out of college. So my job was to take people out to eat, to throw parties, to drink a lot of beer. A um, couple of things in my life happened, and I was like, I have to like go back to being an athlete again. And so I devoted my life to fitness, just did a total 180, and... Uh, you know, it's just kind of evolved from just starting training people to opening businesses and stuff like that. Now, the, the business side, you know, um, was that your background? I guess you're, you're... Yes, business and political science. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were ready for that part. The uh, I didn't learn anything at LSU about business. <laughs> business came more from experience. Okay, all right. I was going to give this all for the Tigers or something. No. And you've created a bunch of things like the 504K? 
Yes, it is. I take it uh, that's our area code and not yeah. how long the race it's a, is. It's 5.04 kilometers, so oh. it's a tad bit longer than a 5K. Um, Youth Run NOLA is uh, one of my charities of choice. It helps uh, public and charter school kids have an after-school running program. So me and the founder, Alex Lebo, who now lives in Portland, um, we decided to do a fundraiser and have a race just for their kids. So they could get shirts and bibs, just like everybody else. Yeah. A lot of races let them come in and do the races, but they never had something of their own. They kind of get herded off to their little corner. So we wanted something, and then we were like, where don't they have a race? And the Marini and Bywater um, oh, didn't have a race, so we put it there, and it's very community-oriented. Uh, the kids get their community to come and do the race, so they get people that would have never done a uh, a foot race to walk or run the race. I'm thinking of starting the 401k race next, <laughs> just for people that need retirement planning or something like that. They, uh, hey, now, Lindsay, you've done what a lot of people in business dream of doing. You, walking away from a high-stress life to pursue something you really want to do. I, I would imagine that trading your life in Seattle at the epicenter of technology for your life today in New Orleans comes with both advantages and drawbacks. Uh, you were a startup specialist in Seattle, and now you're actually starting up a business here in New Orleans. Uh, in New Orleans, we're often told by our local civic and business boosters that we're a great city for entrepreneurs. I'm sure you don't want to offend anybody in your adopted hometown, but as an entrepreneurial startup specialist, you're in a unique position to tell us the objective truth. In relation to Seattle and other places you've worked, what is your experience in terms of um, Aria Apothecary and starting it here? Yeah, so I think in terms of Aria Apothecary and starting it here, I think the entrepreneurial scene is actually better. And there's a few reasons why, um, and I can speak to other scenes like my background in tech and, and kind yeah, of some yeah. of the similarities and differences. But what I really noticed here is New Orleans has such a great, um, you know, emerging entrepreneur scene. And in Seattle, I really just think of that, that, you know, entrepreneurs is just tech. You know, you're not yeah. thinking about in all, all these other areas where there's entrepreneurs and, you know, healthcare and non-tech businesses. And I feel like the environment here really cultivates like a strong support system for that. And people are really rallying for you and actually care. You can so break through the noise. Less and competitive get and more everybody on the same team. Yeah, sort of. yeah. And it's a little bit less focused on the tech. So I think the, the barrier to entry is lower, which I think is great because you can actually get out there. People will actually give you the time of day and talk to you while I'm going around to different salons and boutiques and you know, trying to get my product out to that, them. You know, that's just where I was going to start with, is trying to get this product out and get everyone to know. I mean, do you do, I was just thinking up things, getting ready for the show, like bridal parties and bat misfits. Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, not bat misfits, but I've had a lot of people who have been getting married these past few years, and they're like, you know, I'd really love, like, they've tried the products. I'd really love to give this as a gift set for, you know, my bridesmaids and my mother-in-law and my moms. I've done a lot of different um, kind of customized gift sets for people. Um, same thing. It's a Mother's Day present or, you know, various gifts like that. But what about the, what we'd think of as the more concrete part, the uh, shelf space in, in stores and... Uh, how do you break that? How do you get in? Yeah, so that's been a challenge lately just because I've been, so when I started about a year ago now, January last, in 2016, um, you know, I was kind of going around and trying to meet with people. And one of the challenges was it was right before Mardi Gras. And so right. <laughs> I'm going around, dropping up samples, talking to all these 
um, salons are like, okay, we'll come back after Mardi Gras. Right. So then you're kind of picking back up. And then it's Evo. And then it's like, okay, yeah, we love the product. We're waiting for some of this other stuff to move. You know, so it's a really a timing thing, too. And a lot of the salons saw, you know, with Tulane. Tulane's not in session right now. Right. Okay, we don't have and enough volume. And you're a one-woman shop, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like... You sign this to the marketing division. You no. are the marketing division. Yeah, so it's a one-woman shop, and so it's me doing, making the product, marketing it, going out there, talking to the salons, trying to get it out there. So it's a lot of you know going out there physically and meeting with them, giving them the product, and then checking back in with them. And yeah, trying to get some real estate in there, getting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a game plan going forward? Is it like you're... The urine table next to your bed, do you have ideas on Oh, yeah. How to get this? I mean, I have, a, I have a notebook full of like a million ideas of what I want to do with it. I think right now, really, what I've learned actually from the tech startup scene um, with a lot of the lean startup methodologies that we were teaching back at Techstars and at Microsoft. Um, to really just kind of get like an MVP product out there. So you'll see on my website right now, I only have a couple of products. Right. Really I like what the I names of them, by the way, the anti-aging lavender face serum, yep. which that's the core products. Do you eventually think you can spread them out? Get a yeah, yeah. I think the idea is to eventually spread it out, but actually not too much because I'm a big believer in doing kind of a couple things, but doing them really well versus trying to market to everything. And another lesson that I learned from the tech startup world. And so really I wanted to kind of get, I guess you would call it my MVP, my minimal viable product out and see if there was traction and legs. Because the idea originated, I didn't create it saying, hey, I think I want to start a skincare company. It was right. created because I wasn't finding a solution that worked for me. And then I'd be sitting at work or chatting with my friends who had skin problems and I'd come back to New Orleans and whip something up for them and give it to them. I think my big question was, and what I wanted to test for when I started was, will people buy this online? Right. Will people, do people care? Do they want it? And so that's really what I've spent the last year trying to figure that out and be a little bit Is the answer yes? And the answer is yes. Okay, that's yes. the most important. <laughs> now Mark, I gotta ask you, you've got uh, two places now and you've got some frankly, kind of very expensive equipment. Uh, was that a, a hurdle for you? So my business partner is more the techie guy. Um, I'm more of like the kind of logistics at the studio and training our instructors and keeping people coming and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, overhead uh, was a lot more because we add a sense of technology where our bikes are hooked up to screens. Yeah. Um, when you're done, um, you get it's a... It's like a music video you're in or something, well, right? It's you can, we can put up music videos on the screens. We can also put up your statistics on there. And then when you're done, all your statistics get sent to an email and then get saved in your account. So you know if you're getting better. So it's mixing the tech world um, with the athletic world. Um, and just giving you something, giving you something a little bit more than just go and push and up and down, so you, you kind of know what you're doing. I was thinking about this, Mark. You know, I go to the the Riley Center Tulane and work out and such. But but if you um with you, does a, a new client come in and tell you what they're trying to get out of this? So sometimes, um, you know, in group fitness, uh, you know, some people just join and we give them the we offer them the choice to like come to us and say, hey. You know, some people are like, hey, I just want yoga and I just want to come in and do it. Um, some people don't want to share what they're doing and some people, you know, want a little extra help. Um, and then we'll have a, two or three programs during the year where we'll kind of like reinvent it and say, hey, we're going to do these few things. Come and talk to us. We'll do a little evaluation. Um, tell us where you want to be and how can we help you. So, What's the one, I don't know if you have the, what's that crazy thing where you take giant ropes and you swing them back and forth? Yeah. What's that um, called? Well, there's CrossFit, which is... Is that, uh, what that, is that where that comes... But, you know, I use that, too, in some personal training, too. I okay. mean, 
I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> this looks like people could get hurt. That's all they. You know, Mark, you ought to have. Because you can get hurt. In, you can get hurt doing anything. And that's another thing you got to eat a cauliflower of the morning, soup. Right? Eat, eating cauliflower soup, which looks <laughs> delicious, by the way. They, uh, it's but when you can, when you uh, when you've got a new person coming in like that. Uh, you know, it would be great if you had a poster of the old Mark and the new Mark. So I, occasionally, I post that. I did a. Uh, I did a. Um, a speech yesterday for a tech company called Search Influence, and part of my slides was the old and the new, just to show that you know I'm not, I wasn't born the way I look. Right, um, right. That it took a lot you of hard work. You're much smaller. I remember the birth. It was, yeah. uh, you're much smaller than that. But <laughs> it's uh, what? So that is. And, and how, let me ask you what I, what I really just uh, asked Lindsay. Uh, how do you get the word out? So social media um, is huge now. So that's a. It's a Word of mouth, I think, though, for a local business like ours, um, hers is probably where it's a little bit more nationwide. You can go online and sell your products. Um, for me, it's really word of mouth. Being here, um, being from here is huge. Um, and then, you know, just making relations through the community, um, whether it's philanthropy. And then all um, these events you have are actually, I mean, they're, they're good causes, but they actually have a marketing arm. So, yeah, them. I mean, I, another thing I do is Happy's Running Club, where I have 100 to 200 runners every Wednesday. Um, we meet at Happy's Irish Pub on Poydras. I don't make any money from it, but at the same time, it's just a marketing thing for me where you know, I can promote my other businesses, I can promote the races, I can promote the philanthropies, and then people come in and do the same thing. I mean, every week, yeah. somebody new is like, hey, can I promote my race or my philanthropy or whatever I'm doing or gym or whatever. So it's kind of like using all these little like, facets and then, you know, making it just like this one umbrella of stuff that just kind of falls under me. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. My guests are Mark Berger from Higher Power Fitness Studios and Lindsay Lamba from Aria Apothecary. Lindsay, what brought you to uh, New Orleans? Um, that guy over there. Oh, <laughs> So, because even before you did this, you were commuting a lot back yeah, and forth. So yeah, so we, we moved down to New Orleans, um, and the first year I was commuting between, I was still consulting at Microsoft, so I was commuting back and forth between New Orleans and Seattle. Um, so I was on a plane on an average of like four times a month, hence the skincare. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then while I'm commuting and I was working crazy hours and you know, eating on the road, airport Started food thinking and all a change that. would be good. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I have problems, too, but I don't have the means to create something to fix it. Um, I read in your background that you, some of these came from uh, kind of older uh, old medicines or serums that, um, uh, that Indians used. Like, you got that from your mom? Yeah. So it's funny because growing up, my mom would have cocoa butter and coconut oil and almond oil and all these different natural um skincare oils that she would use and have me use and of course I wanted to use all of the you know fake vanilla flavored stuff from Bath and Body Works and I didn't want to use any of that stuff I thought that stuff wasn't (laughs) as good and then you know as I grew up and 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 especially through my own journey of going to you know spending tons and tons of money on facials and skincare products that are quote-unquote natural and really you know if it's natural, how can my face? By the way, do you make these out of your house, like in mm-hmm. the sink, or okay. <laughs> not in the sink? Okay, but not at, okay. Just, I was coming over for dinner, and I just wanted to ask. Me. Yeah, wow. um, and so yeah, that's kind of where it started from. I started just doing my research and kind of figuring out which essential oils have different properties, and kind of tapping back into that after everything else kind of failed me. And um, 
wasn't working. And that's Let me ask you both this. Do you guys have a sounding board you respect? Is it a family member or a business associate? I mean, because you, there's times you just want to throw your hands up, right? I mean, oh, they, yeah. What, uh, I would say there's a guy named Lester Love. He is uh, the pastor at the City of Love Church, which is an African-American church. Um, kind of Holly Grove oh, yeah. area. Yep. Um, never, I come from a multi-religious background um, of Judaism and Catholicism, um, but still was never really religious. Um, and I met him from him coming to the studio and I started going to his church. Um, and it's sometimes the message, he does a 10 minute segment every morning at 6 a.m. And whether I can listen to it live or I can listen to it um, after like on Facebook or one of the yeah, other yeah. or Instagram, um, he just gives a really good message and doesn't always have to be, I mean, I bring people that are Muslim to his church. I bring, you know, people that are LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, I actually did a yoga event there with like 400 people, which you would not think that happening at a non-denominational right. church. <laughs> so he just brings this really positive message and sometimes things aren't going good. You just like listen to it and it's not this overly religious thing. Um, and uh, it's just more real life. What about yourself though, Lizzie? Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate to have a pretty large pool of entrepreneurs as close friends. Now, where are the, where's the pool? Is it, uh, what, are you associated with one of the incubators? Or? So the pool is actually in Seattle. So, um, you know, most of my friends in Seattle have been huge, you know, advocates for me to start it because they were some of the pe first people who tried it. They were some of my first right. customers. Um, and so I've been actually working a lot with them. And, you and consider them kind of like an advisory board? Yeah, or, or just like, hey, what do you think about this logo? Or I'm going to name it this. Or, hey, give me some feedback, you know, helping me out. Some do you efforts. pay them? No, then no, You I could don't. just send them sunshine. <laughs> that would be nice in Seattle. That would um, be it. And same locally, um, my a lot of my husband's coworkers, I've, you know, I've, I'm all about testing and getting feedback and that's kind of like I said the first year was just all about testing 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 feedback improvements so have you tried focus groups not not um specifically mm -hmm. but in a way you know I'll go I'll give out you know batches of my product to people and say hey let me know what you think what, what do you like what do you not like um so I've had some great friends here and people throughout the community that um have also just through the New Orleans network gone onto my website and said, hey, you know, I heard about this, my, your friends, or I read on your website great reviews, tried it out. And nobody can s sell something better than the person who created it. I mean, they, you've obviously got the passion for it. That is, oh, that's terrific. Now, Mark, now what about, um, how do you ease people in in terms of they're coming in in different, uh, the shape they're coming in is all, is all different. Do you kind of guide them through that? Yeah, so almost everything that we do is pretty much all levels. Um, if you're on a bike, the studio is dark, so you can sit in the very corner. Um, the teacher can be saying, up, down, go faster, do this, do that. And you can sit there, and when you're not feeling good, sit down. Nobody's going to know what you're doing. Nobody's really looking. They're kind of like engaged because the teacher is like the focal point or the board or themselves. Um, so that's huge. Or, for instance, in TRX, my mom could be next to the LSU player. And if the set is for 30 seconds, my mom might do eight reps. The LSU player might be do 15 reps, and you know you're not wait the LSU player is not waiting for her to get to a certain point or whatever. They're just changing at the same time. And the, on top of that, Mark, don't you have kind of you've developed kind of unique uh, uh, 
classes and that they don't seem to repeat themselves all the time. You, so is yeah, that part of the... Uh, you know, the music can be different. Obviously we have like 50 teachers between all three disciplines, um, but we also do fusion classes where it's maybe cycling and yoga or we've learned to use TRX for yoga classes. Um, and just really? mixing I can't it up. these together. That's pretty so, cool. So yeah, it's just mixing it up. Uh, so you know, people don't have like just the same old thing. That's why boutique fitness compared to like big box gyms, like some of these other gyms you mentioned, um, it's very specialized. Now, feeling good and looking good is a self-generating loop. The better you feel, the better you look. The better you look, the better you feel about yourself. Um, there are a lot of ways to go about making yourself feel and look better. Lindsay and Mark, you're both inspiring in terms of your dedication to better health and to the entrepreneurial spirit. It's been great to spend time with you today. We look forward to keeping up with both of you and wish you continued success. Thank you. And thanks you so much for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Lindsay Lomba, the owner of Aria Apothecary, and Mark Berger, co-owner of Higher Power Fitness Studios. You can find out more about Lindsay's skincare products and Mark's fitness programs by following the links on our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday, with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Mr. Matthew Ellefson. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen. And at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows and keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.wno.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and these people need to look good because it's like part of your job, uh, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas 